the Pasha of the Yetzah and the Yishlach is one of the greatest lessons of life that we can learn. And the reason is, Yaakov is on his journey to Lovan, and he's going to find himself a, a shidduch. But really, he's running also for his life. Yaakov was, uh, Esau was, hated him, wanted to kill him, so he's literally running for his life. So Yaakov really goes to sleep, and he has this dream that the Rebbein comes to him, and the Vua, and he says, you know, in the dream, he saw everything that we could imagine, sort of to say, because I'll say he saw all the Goliaths, but one thing Hashem tells him right there, Hinei unoichi imach. I am with you. You know how powerful those words is? That guy's running for his life. And he met Eliphaz on the road, who took everything away. Knows the brother wants to kill him. Going to a foreign country without a passport. You know, like with being, you know, the, whole, the whole idea those days, traveling, was a dangerous situation. Like traveling in Africa, or traveling in... In Russia, you know, today it's a little better, but you know, there's no one, there's you know, someone who decides to take you out, what, when, where, who's gonna, who's gonna know? So Yaakov Avini's, Shem says, you're not alone. Hinei unoichi imach. I'm with you. When a person goes through a tough time of life, that is the hardest part that he feeds alone, the loneliness. You know, when you, if someone is ill, you're visiting, it's not only you cheer them up, you show that people care about you. It takes away this pain of a loneliness. When things go great, you feel great, you don't have that loneliness in yourself. So, so, but when things don't go well, so the Rebbein Shem says to Yaakov, I am with you. I'm going to watch you in all your roads, and every time you go. Then he says, I'll bring you back to the land. I will never abandon you. And the pussy goes on and says, I'll spoke to you. So the Rishonim say, I have a very simple question. Afterwards, you're on your own. Hashem's not going to watch you. To say, Ad doesn't mean till. Ad means ba'oid. Oid means till the end of Golas, until the Rabbi Yishlam is going to recreate the earth. We, Klal Yisrael, is watched by Hashem. This bracha that Hashem gave to Yaakov now is a bracha to every Jewish person and Jewish. So, everyone. This is hinei unoiche imach. The thing that we have to do is take this into ourselves. You're not alone. Hinei unoiche imach. 
I'm going to watch you wherever you're going. I will not abandon you. This goes to every, every person. But the question is, there's even a more, more profound question over here. You know, Hashem says to Yaakov, I'll watch you and take care of you. You know, why didn't Yaakov go home and tell Esau, now let's see, start up with me. Now let's see. I, I grew up in Williamsburg and uh, <clears throat> used to fight with the Puerto Ricans. And I remember as a young child, one, someone started up with me and all of a sudden the whole yeshiva came out. And I said to him, Kev, why don't you keep on fighting with me? What's now? Where, where are you running? I would have heard such words from Hashem. But the Torah teaches us, you have to live. I'm going to watch you. But you have to live in this world. You have to take care of yourself. You don't go home and look for trouble. Keep on running. But I'm watching you. You know, it doesn't say, you know, like um, Hashem gave him a blessing. I would have thought Hashem says, Everything in our minds, everything should be smooth, smooth sailing. Hashem says, I'm with you. I'm going to watch you. We would have heard these words. We would have thought his life is going to be smooth, sweet, geschmack, everything. You know, the Yaakovini, from then on, boy, did he have trouble. Comes to his father-in-law. And we know the troubles that he had. Tricked him with his wife. Cheated him out ten hundred times of his panasa. You know, I, I, we all have a fantasy. It would have been even better that Hashem would have told him differently. Let me tell you, Yaakov, what's going to happen. Your father-in-law is going to try to cheat you the night of your wedding. Just be careful. You know what I mean? Or, you know what? You're going to have to marry both ladies anyways. Hashem doesn't, doesn't tell us the future whatsoever. This is very, very important. We don't know anything that's going to happen to us. It's blank. Many, pe many people think that, you know, great tzaddikim knew the future. They didn't. Dovah the Melech asked Hashem, Hashem kitsi, please tell me the future. Someone snips, give me a CD, and let me look at what's going to be a year, two, three, and let me know. How long I'm going to live? Shem tells him, I don't tell anyone any of his future. This is the challenge of life. We don't know. We would love to know. I'm going to make money this year, not going to make money. This is, this is going to work out, and that's going to work out, not going to work out. Shem could have taken aggravation for Yaakov by just telling him, listen, Yosef, he's in good hands, don't worry. Could have told him ahead of time, this, no, we're here not knowing the challenge of not, that's what we're here for. You could have told him everything. Could have told him, don't worry about Yosef, don't worry about Nehemiah, don't worry about anything, don't worry about your father-in-law. But the truth is, it doesn't work that way. The truth is, what happens is, we have no idea, and Yaakov went, and let me just describe the night of the wedding. Yaakov Avini comes to, to, to her father-in-law, and he makes him, you know, he, he, 
waited till Yaakov was 30 days there, really liked Rachel. He says, you want Rachel? Seven years of labor. I know some of you must have the best, best wives. I, I don't know anyone. Seven years just to get married to her. Seven years of labor. You want her seven years? So the message says the reason why Dovan did it, he realizes when his nephew came, Yaakov came, there was water. The, 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 the place was water. There was a lot of water. Till now it was a, a terrible depletion of water. So finally, you know, Rochel tells Yaakov, my dear chassam, my father is a deceitful person. And he might, at the night of the wedding, switch things. So Chazal say, they made up signs to make sure it doesn't happen. And Lovon got his and snuck in Leah, and it wasn't Rochel. Imagine, you wake, you know, I always say, when I grew up, you know, we grew up in a, a small child, read the parsha, something so romantic. Remember when I once got old and it hit me, imagine you wake up in the morning and it's not the wife, you, you waited seven years. It's another girl, could be the sister. It's trauma. Today we will have a, we'll call it trauma, traumatized. I mean, what? He wakes up. And you would ask a better question. Hashem said, I'm going to watch you. Hashem said, I'm going to watch you. What happened? This is the watching. You have to marry both ladies, and this has to happen. The reasons is deep, Kabbalistic, and deep, deep, which we have no idea. This is what had to happen. But the truth is, that could have asked, I thought you're watching me. Now, can we go turn around and say, didn't, didn't you tell me you're going to take care of me and watch me? Sometimes that is what taking care of you is all about. So the Chazal say, you know, he gets up in the morning and he's furious, Yaakov Avini. So we, you know, we think always that Yaakov got up in the morning and he says, yes, it's you, Baruch Hashem. He didn't say Baruch Hashem. You know what he tells this Kala? tells Leah that uh, you're a liar. All night I ask you if you're Rochel. And you tell me you're Rochel. And you're liar. You lied to me. You know what he said to her? There's a very famous medrash. said to her, every rabbi has a good Talmud. You told your father Yesav. If you could tell your father Esav, I could say I'm Rochel. Imagine the Sheva Baruch started this way in the morning. <laughs> morning of the Sheva Baruch This is, uh, he had a Sheva Baruch Hes. This is how it started. That Svasem says a very profound explanation. He says, he explains that Ilaya was not going to start up. She, you know, because the Chazal say he wanted to throw her out. But the Medrash says, he says, the Medrash says to him, why were you able to say Esau because you bought the first rights? The people used to say, Leia is going to marry Esau, and Ruchel is going to marry Yaakov. But since you claim that you're Esau because you bought the first rights, I belong to you. I'm all yours. Now, if you're Esau, I'm all yours. But the point was that it was very shaken up. Yaakov was incredibly shaken up. And then Lovin says to him, do you know what? You want Rochel? Another seven years of labor. Seven years of labor. 
It's just, it's just frightening. Now, really, let me just tell you something incredible, profound. Yaakov Avini wanted to kick Leah out of the house. This was not, this was not a, a marriage. He was fooled. But the reason he didn't, he realized she became pregnant. He said, how am I going to have the mother of my child wandering outside? So he took her in. The greatness of Yaakov was that, you know, if I didn't work for her, I was pushed into the marriage. Okay, I'm not going to let him wander. I would set her up in the back house. Don't worry, we'll be able to take care of you, but in the back house. Yaakov says, if I keep her, I have to treat her like a wife. And he treated her. He had six children with her. Seven children he had with her. But you see, the Rabbani Shalom has his ways in the great, you know, the Rabbani Shalom says, I'm going to watch you. This was called watching. This had to happen. There's deep, deep, deep things in, in the Zoyer. But this is exactly what it's supposed to be. Yaakov needed both wives and had to happen this way. Sahara was a, whatever it was, it happened this way. And then Rashi says he tried, tried to, what's his name, tried to cheat him out of his income, you know, a hundred times, changed the deals, didn't pay his labor. All this was the challenge of life. See, we think that life is supposed to go smooth sailing. That's our great mistake in life. We think that everything should be smooth sailing and every deal and um, you know, every, every client or whatever we do, everything has to go so smooth, gishmak, no headache. That's never, never going to be. Yaakovini knew that. But I want to be watched and make sure it's exactly what you prescribed. The prescription was exactly, this has to happen. Many, but uh, so that, um, then there's another. I want to say something very, very profound. What the Chassidish say. Lavan, you see, Lavan represented the opposite of Yaakov. Yaakov is called Titan Emes Niyankov. Yaakov represents truth. Lavan was a deceitful person, the opposite of Yaakov, the most opposite, opposite tried to deceive them a hundred times. And can you imagine, I don't think it happened in history, in the globe in history, where you wake up in the morning and it's the wrong wife. I mean, uh, it's just, it's just, only Lovin could do such a thing. And, but, but, but the, the bottom, what really, there's a very profound thing over here. If Lovin would have not switched the whole thing around, Yaakov would have married Rachel. Rachel would have had the firstborn, would have been Yosef. And maybe he would have married Leah because he needed both wives. But let me explain something in the Torah. Many people have, don't, uh, are, mis, are misinformed. People didn't marry four wives at once. Avram Mini married Sarah for 80 years, 86 years, didn't have children. Finally, she says, You know, marry Hagar, another wife. Maybe I'll have a child through that. Then they married. You know, Yaakov, the. Um, 
This is not just the overseas. People didn't just marry a you know. They, they married one if they didn't have children, or she wasn't well, they needed help. They would marry another one, but they was married to one lady. Avram married Sarah, didn't wait until he was 86 years old. And um, it wasn't. So imagine Rachel marry Yakamaro. Maybe later, 20, 30 years later, would have, Leah would have gotten to the picture needed both wives. But Yosef would have been the Bukhar. What happened was, because of the switch, who was the Bukharuvain? And Yosef was the youngest, uh, from the youngest, because when they left. And when Yaakov favored Yosef, the brothers were jealous, and the jealousy made them sell them to Mitzrayim, and the Golos started. And this is the root of Sinas Chinam. The lack of Ahdis started because it comes out what Lavan did with his conniving, deceitfulness, caused the Chadman B'Semikdash. Because if Rochel would have married first Yaakov, Yosef would have been the firstborn. Now, Yosef was a very holy soul, and Yaakov would have, would have been, and then the brothers would have been jealous. The oldest one you do, that's how it was. The oldest one you always respected more. There wouldn't have been all these problems. But because what Abelovan did, this caused, in the long term, the destruction of Bismarck Now, we have a very interesting thing in Kabbalah. And the place where there's Ra, badness, sometimes the greatest Kedusha comes out. Sometimes in the, sometimes in the you know, people who fight against Yiddishkeit are sometimes the ones who become really from. I have someone who's very close to my children, <clears throat> and she's very, very close. And she always says, when she became religious, she had two best friends. He says, one, both both Jewish, secular, grew up extremely secular and wealthy. And one said, oh, it's so nice you're becoming religious, and very nice, sweet, everything is nice and good, and nothing. Great for you, you found that religion, nothing. I tried to make it from nothing happened. Her other friend gave it to her every day. You're not going to wear uh, slacks. You're not going to have boyfriends. What? Every day she was fighting her. Guess who became from? She became from. Sometimes where the eight Sahara is the most, sometimes there is the holiness. So what, let me tell you what happened over here by, the, by, uh, by Yaakov. Chazal say that Leah was forced. It wasn't that she wanted. Rovan Lovan wanted the Yaakov should stick around. As I explained, the Medrash says, Lovan realized that since Yaakov is here, the water table, there's a lot of water for the sheep, and then the economy became better. He saw the blessing of Yaakov. The economy became so much better. So he, he got the whole townspeople, the Medrash says, to come up with this plan. We're going to force Leah to, to go to the wedding, and Rochel not. And they gambled on it, you know, hopefully that he's going to sleep with her, and maybe he's going to marry her, she become pregnant. They gambled. Maybe it's going to work, and we'll have another seven years. So Rochel saw, imagine my sister goes into the chuppah, and, uh, you know, Chazal said that he said, we don't make a chuppah by day, only at night. You know, dim the candles. He did a, did a good work. And Rochel saw that embarrassing his sister's going to be, she gave over the simonim to her sister. She shouldn't hurt her feelings. Can you imagine? Not only did Chazal say, one medrash says 
that she was hiding under the bed and she was speaking instead of Leah. That's Mohammed that says. But she gave over this woman. Now she did an incredible mysterious nefesh. Imagine, this is Yechas in seven years. Even those days. And no, I'm going to have to share him or maybe I'll lose him. Maybe he's going to be so furious at both of us. This is what you do to me? You gave over this semana? So the Mesidus Nefesh that she had, try to picture it, so this is a color waiting. So my, my sister's going to be insulted. Let her tell him. Let her open her mouth and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Leah. You know, no embarrassment. Read the night. Somehow, you know, most of us will react. It's my headache. My headache, I have a father to love on. Would you want to be? Our normal healthy person reaction would be, <laughs> am I taking my husband away from me? My husband away from me? She went along, gave the simon over to her. This was an incredible one. That some Mepharshim explained she wasn't sure if she's going to have a husband. Some learned, no, she realized she'll have to share the husband. So there's a medrash. Let me tell you a profound, profound medrash. The medrash says, when the Rebbein Shalom came to destroy the Ba'is Rishon, Avram came begging to Hashem, please don't destroy it. He says, how can I destroy it? They put an idol into the Kodesh Kedoshim. But Avram says, remember how my, all my, my great credit, I, made, I spread your word out to the world. And I was willing to bring Yitzchak a carbon. Hashem ignored it. Nothing. Yitzchak came begging, says the Medrash. Please don't destroy the Medrash. I was willing to sacrifice my life. Ben ignored it. They came Yaakov, came Moshe, came Ahara. Rochel came. Listen to the Medrash. Rochel said to Hashem, seven years I was waiting to get married to my husband. Seven years. In the night of the wedding, I didn't want to hurt my sister. I gave her the simonim. And I brought a competition in my house. Tzorah means, person has a wife. Chazal call it a tzorah. Person, man is married with two wives. They're competing over the husband. I brought a tzorah into the marriage because not to hurt my sister's feelings. What are you, you're afraid of a competition of idols in the Kodesh Kedoshim? The Medrash says, Hashem says, this is the voice that I listened. And this schus, I'll bring back the Golos. Rochel, the schus of this great Rochel, Rochel Mavaka Beneyu, we are going to be redeemed. It's a powerful Medrash. That means in this night, what Lovon did switched. This switching is going to cause the harvest of English. This was the, the seed that because Yosef was not born first, Reuven was born first, Yaakov favored Yosef, and it was a big, you know, family, you know, uproar, and they sold Yosef into slavery, and it was just terrible, the situation. This caused the harvest of English. That same night with Lovin did, Rochel did something so incredible that that's going to bring the ticket into the world. And the reason is because the, the, this caused the peret. Peret means it separated us, a lack of achdes. And what she did, she showed how much she cared for her own sister, not to hurt her feelings. And it wouldn't be in the end of the world. I mean, if Yaakov finds out and if he doesn't give Simonim, I don't want to hurt my sister's feelings. 
So this is the, the seed of the Tikkun Oilam, that the world is going to have a Tikkun. When? Today. But the most important thing you see from the parsha is, and the whole about Yaakov's life, the Rebbeinu Shleil doesn't tell us anything. He wants us to live in the dark. Doesn't tell you when you're going to pass. The most important thing about our life is how we're going to leave this world, when, where, how. Hashem says, I don't tell it to anyone. The Melech begged Hashem. He begged him. He said, no, imagine. The Melech may kill him. His till him didn't help. Begged Hashem. Hashem says, no. He granted him one thing. He granted him, you're going to die Shabbos. So Dovid Melch begged, I don't want to die Shabbos. Do you know that we make Siddhis Malav Malka? I don't know if you're familiar. And Siddhis Malav Malka is called Siddhis Dovid Malkasa. Do you know why? Every month of Shabbos, Dovid Melch made a party that he's, that he's going to live another week. He's, Hashem told him he's going to die Shabbos. So now, Mot Shabbos, wow. I made it! Another week of life. But the point is that the Rabbani Shalom doesn't tell us. And the reason was, he wants us to have betochen Hashem. Hashem wants us to rely on him. And that's the, the most foundation of being a Jew, is to rely on our Muna. In betochen Hashem, faith, and really faith—not just faith—rely totally on Hashem. It does not mean relying that I sit and do nothing. Relying means you do your hishtadlus, you do what needs to be done. Yaakov Vini went and grazed sheep. He didn't like sit back and you know he knew that you know, gotta make a living, gotta have children, gotta support them. See, the more faith we have, the more betochen we have, the more your life is much calmer and sweeter. Can you imagine waking, you know, the Chazal, Eev had a very difficult life. Chameddin says that Eev said he was able to go back and remember how he was in his mother's wound. In the nine months, we have no idea what it means, but he says he remembered. And he says, that was the most peaceful, peaceful thing in the world. No worries, no pain. And he says, I imagine this is how when Mashiach is going to come, life is going to be. This is what it was meant to be when Uda Marishim was created, not to have any worries, not to have any anxieties and any depression and anything. That's the original plan, it was this way. And the, the taking for that is because we have to continuously work in Amunah. The first thing in Amunah is to know that the Rebbeinu Shloim created us. It is amazing, it's just super amazing thinking how this body works, how your own body works. You know, we eat. 
I always joke about it. My wife works so hard to make the food delicious, but that's just a few seconds in your mouth. After it comes into your stomach, if your stomach doesn't work well and your digestive system, it doesn't help anything. And it's amazing, just super amazing, how, how we are created and how Shem watches us and made us our, uh, our figure, our body, our soul, the way we think, the way we feel. We did very little for all this. You know, truthfully, we did nothing. So, from the most important things we could learn this week, Parashat, the two Parashis, is to remember life is never supposed to be easy. It's great when you have days that everything works and you have days that things are going well, you thank Hashem, but uh, things are, are not going to go as well. That's just what life is all about. It's not, be, it's not why me. People, it's everyone, just everyone has it differently. Sometimes I watch people, uh, you know, the pain, the why me. It's not the pain that they have. It is the why me the pain. It makes it worse. If everyone would have the problem with Panasa, okay, everyone, okay. It's... So why me do I have a problem with Manasseh? But why me I have to have such a hard time? Because we all have our challenges in life. And the more, this is what Nachman, the rest of us used to say all the time, the more faith you have, the more you're devoted to Hashem, the more your life is a sweet life. The less faith you have in Hashem, the more anxious you are, the more life is, becomes very rough, very tough. Doesn't mean that life, even with all the money, Yaakov had a hard life, but when you know that Hashem is there with you, the pain is much less. It's like a simple someone who's laying ill in the hospital. You visit them, they feel you're, you're there with them. You know, Rochel, when she had Yosef, she said, Osav Elekim Eschir Posi. When Yosef was born, she said, Hashem gathered my embarrassment. It's very embarrassing to be a mother, not be childless, be married without children. Hashem took away. But she added a U to the name. Should have, her name should have been Asav, the name is Yosef. She said, Yosef li Hashem ben Achar. Hashem should send me another child. So Yosef's name is a prayer. Not just the name, it's a prayer. Because the name should have been Asav. She added the Yud. And Yud represents Yosef, Hashem. I should have another child. Asav means to gather. Asaf is to gather all my embarrassment, and she said, gave the name Yosef, 
that I should have. Now, What? Yes, it means to add. To add. So you know, let me let me say something very interesting, very 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 interesting. You know, Yosef I say is called Osav al Kim Eschar Pasi. Yosef represents the fact of Yosef was tested of the great test. Yosef's test was an incredible test. Imagine a 17-year-old boy being thrown away, and this lady starts up with him, and he was going to control himself. It was a huge test. And that schus of Yosef's test, we were able to go into Golis and not intermarriage. He went into Mitzrayim. So he says, Yosef, because the reason for this is, is... It has to do also with embarrassment because nothing is embarrassing as sex. You catch someone doing inappropriate things, it's always embarrassing. I always say over when I first time I was a young boy, 17 years old, barely knew English, and I remember sitting in the dentist office and there was a congressman, they were caught uh, embezzling the government and also he had a girl, you know, was fooling around with a girlfriend, something, I remember the details. I was astonished that he embezzled the government with one paragraph. And the rest, it was like, you know, and I was thinking, well, a guy, what's the difference? So he had a girlfriend, he was not supposed to have a girlfriend, and he was married and he had a girlfriend. I mean, it is, it comes to sex, it's embarrassment, it's a big thing. That's why Yosef is called Osav Alakimas Khorposi. Our 90% of our embarrassment comes from, 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 from sex, sort of to say. That's why we dress ourselves to cover our nakedness, sort of to say. That's it. Sneers. The Nochash is called Orem. Orem means smart, but the Medrash says Orem means naked. The Yetzirah wants to throw everything off. And Kedusha demands eight sneers. That's why Mashiach will come, the first Mashiach will be Mashiach by Yosef. Masakin Oilam, the Malchus. He will set the world because right before Mashiach comes, we see how the world is, the morals, it's unbelievable what fell. And Yosef Atzadi will come, Mashiach by Yosef, and he will give the world a ticket. According to the Rizal, the first Mashiach by Yosef, you know the first Mashiach by was? Yosef himself. Yosef prepared the Golas because he, he so disciplined himself that he was able to, with his discipline, caused that the Golas, the Klali Saul, went into Golas, they, a nation developed, they didn't intermarry. It's an incredible miracle. You know, we live in, in countries, you see people always, you know, as history goes, people always intermarried. You know, so, someone was telling me on this Thanksgiving about... Uh, the first Thanksgiving and the rules and, and the, tri- the, American, the Americans tried to say not to marry the Indian girls, but they always look, the grass looks on the other side greener and there was intermarriage. You know, it's, that's common. It's, that's what it is, but people get together. But the, there was a ness because what Yosef did, that Claudius is so stuck and they didn't intermarriage. It's very incredible. And Yosef at Sadi, Mashiach by Yosef will come and refix this because this got broken in, in the Golos. And that was going to help us.
to have to, to bring back morality, to uplift the whole moral of the world. And as I say every week, two important lessons you should do. One, smile. Put a fake smile, even though you're not in the mood of smiling. Because I want to tell you something today, right? When today doesn't look like a great sunny day in California, but the day, this, the day is going to end with your smile or without your smile. Now it's up to you how you're going to live today. Are you going to be happy today? It's up to you. It's really your free will to bring a geschmack in every, every minute of the day, every benching or every bracha, everything to be passionate. And the second part is to take time for yourself. This is the, we are blessed beyond imagination that we have time. Take time and sit and talk to the Rabbanu Because otherwise people have no relationship with Hashem. If you don't talk, if you don't talk to someone, your relationship dies. You can have a close friend, who knows where. But you haven't spoken to them. All right, oh, I don't know. So to make Hashem a reality, you gotta talk to him. And I want to tell you something, he's waiting for your phone call. He made us. Imagine that a bunch of made this incredible world. But he made sure that we need him. He could have made us without eating and sleeping and worry about Panasa. The Gmona says, you ever saw a cow worry about tomorrow she's going to eat? You know what it says? You ever see a lion worrying about tomorrow? They don't worry about anything, says the Gemara. We worry about everything. Amazing, but the Abba wanted this because he wants us to talk to him. Ask me, especially spirituality, daven to me. That's what this week's Pasha Yaakov Avini, but he did, he knew he was going to meet Esau. He daven to Hashem, he begged Hashem to help him. See, sometimes we, you know, we feel like, can I call him up? He's not going to be annoyed with me. Imagine you call someone up. I've been waiting for your phone call. It's so sweet that you called. Hashem is waiting for your phone call. He's not going to say to you, why did you call me till now? And now you need me? No, Hashem is quite happy whenever you call him. I say a story. Many, many years ago, a lady tells me, this was a frightening insight that I had. She tells me, I wish my son, who's an etzo, will have a headache. I said, what? She said, when he has a headache, he calls home. <clears throat> he doesn't go home otherwise. He doesn't feel good, he calls home. So she, you know, she never tell him, now you're calling me? She was very happy he called. Shem wants us to call him home. Because that really makes us close to him. And he really does listen. Sometimes we have to be patient. See, we live in a, in, a, in, a, in a society where everything is TV dinners, people explain. Everything has to be instantly. I davened yesterday. I thought everything was going to work. 
It doesn't work that way. It took it took Yak it took Rochel to have children a long time, and to Yitzchak and have children took a long time. Any questions? So yes. Well, the Sipona learns that Yaakov said, let's make the Edison soon, right away. That's what the Sipona learns. When he says, uh, others learn, no, he got engaged when he first met her and waited seven years in engagement. Different, different opinions in the, in, in the commentaries. So I hope, take my challenge and walk around smiling all day, even though you don't feel it, and ask yourself, at the end of the day, was it my Sunday different or not? <clears throat> Someone told me <clears throat> a few weeks ago, a person was here, and, I, and uh, she was going to, a hard day, very difficult day. She knew about it, she smiled, and she told me it turned out a thousand times better than she could imagine. It's, it's common sense. Look, we all, I don't know what's going to, I have no idea what's going to be today. I just know Sunday's a hectic day for me. I don't know. But if you smile, things are easier. Because you're in a bad mood. Even the red light agitates you. Even he's agitating. What happened to him? Today is, uh, he's taking much too long to change. Ever notice, you know, lousy mood, the red light agitates you. In a great mood, Nothing. Oh, the light? Oh, okay. Okay.